For today's talk, I have uh, Val Grennan, who is a veterinary technician. She's been doing this for a long time, and one of her passions is um, handling of cats. Cats are, are uh, unique beasts, and they uh, they don't always take well to some of the rough handling that we do with them. And so this is something she cares a lot about. So we are going to have a discussion about some of her tips and tricks and things that you can do to make cat handling a better experience for both you and your feline patients. I hope you enjoy. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. I'm really excited you are listening in today. Um, I have with me today a new guest, um, Val Grennan who is a veterinary technician and has been for many years. And I'll let, uh, I'll let you tell a little bit about your background. But she's here today uh, to talk about something that she is very passionate about, which is um, really just how we interact with and handle cats in, in a clinic setting. So um, Val, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah. So why don't you start by just sharing um, with everyone you know, your, your history in the profession? Certainly. Um, I knew from being a little kid that I wanted to be a veterinary technician. Uh, I didn't want to be a veterinarian because I didn't want to do any cutting or slicing. (laughs) (laughs) Good choice. But um, right from the get-go, that's what I wanted to do. Unfortunately, um, my parents uh, didn't have the finances to send me to school, so I worked on my own, and then I did eventually go to school. Uh, I feel bad that I never finished my degree, but once you become a veterinary technician and you're in the field, um, there's not a lot of technicians out there. That's true. And you're in great demand. Mm -hmm. So I stopped going to school and took on jobs, and I was actually working two or three jobs at a time. I'd work in a general practice uh, during the day. I was taking... uh, classes Mm -hmm. on my days off, and then I would uh, go and work at an emergency hospital at Mm -hmm. nighttime. So right from the get-go, I did emergency Uh medicine, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. So um, you got into, you know, the technical work and and so did some classwork, but a lot of on-the-job training, um, which is actually true of a lot of technicians as well. Um, And somewhere along the line, you developed a particular love um, for the cats. Now, was that that from when you were a kid, or did you develop that later? It was from being a child. Okay, okay. Yep, I used to dress them up, put them in my baby carriage. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Those poor cats. Take them for walks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Um, Okay, so you've always been into cats, and that that carried through. Um, And, you know, people know cats are not dogs. They're not small dogs. They have their own kind of, you know, set of rules that they play by. Um, I actually always thought I was a dog person. Um, We didn't grow up with cats in the household because I had uh, family members who are allergic. So um, I was never really around cats when I was a kid. And the very, very first veterinary job I got, I can can still remember this orange tabby who was in the cage and just like rubbing up against the cage doing that. And I was like, what is that? I, I didn't know cats could be that way. And, and I actually, turns out, am a cat person as well. But um, so I didn't find out until much later. I didn't know, I, I, you know, when I, when I was younger. Um, but, you know, cats, you learn, they come in all different personalities, just, I mean, just like dogs, but they have a unique set of, you know, attributes and then that can be challenging. Um, and I think it's something that you know, a lot of people, even in the veterinary profession, are a little bit nervous, a little bit afraid of cats, um, and that, you know, anxiety, that discomfort can lead to issues. So that's where you come in, and that's, you know, I know you feel really passionately about, you know, how we handle our feline patients and, and how we can 
kind of minimize stress to them, make the experience better for them and for us. So maybe share a little bit, maybe some of the the issues that you see um, with cat handling. Um, it is because people are afraid and don't know, don't understand them. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really have to think of what cats are in the wild. They are they're territorial, mm-hmm. and they developed all these screams and body language that are going to frighten their uh, prey um, predators away uh-huh. because they are animals of prey as well mm-hmm. as being predators. Mm-hmm. So if you can get that Zen moment when a cat is screaming to scare you away, yeah. that is what you have to develop. You just have to go, well, he's a screamer, and just sing to the kitty or just... just I'm not a predator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to be okay, talk sweetly, hold them gently. They just need enough pressure but not overpowerful. Yeah, I find I found over the years that less is often more with cats when it comes to restraining cats. That if you go in immediately and you're aggressive and you scruff them or you hold them roughly, that they're going to sort of fight back at that same level. So it, like we almost need to de-escalate Truly. our interactions with cats. Truly, and it's really hard in an emergency setting when it's a busy room and yeah. there's no separate place for a kitty. Yeah. Um, so you have to use the feel-away spray. Yeah. You hold them gently in a towel. Yeah, so that's one of your, your favorite tips, right, is yeah. to use the feel-away, the pheromone spray, spray right. it on the towel, and then use that towel as part of your restraint, like wrap the cat, you know, do right. the kitty burrito. Are you a burrito fan? No, I'm more of a cuddler, yeah. and I hold um, their chin in my left hand and squeeze their body close to me with my right hand. Yeah, so they feel supported. and Yeah, so, uh-huh. yeah, and it's not, it's not hard. It's not, you know, aggressive. It's mm-hmm. very gentle, so they mm-hmm. feel cuddled. And they really like being soft and cuddled material like fleece or soft blankets. Yeah. Um, those plastic covered things that oh, we have yeah. are, those aren't gentle. Yeah. Those aren't nice. And yeah. especially for older kitties that, you know, their bones are fragile. They're, yeah. They have no meat on their bones. They're, yeah. they're tender. So we got to think about that. Yeah. How would you want to be handling your grandmother? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Grab her roughly by the arm, or no, maybe you know, guide her over this way or, or whatnot. So, um, yeah, I think that's the misconception um, that a lot of people have is they assume in order to restrain a cat, you have to scruff them, you have to you know hold them you know roughly, and and that's not really true. I actually no. have a lot of cats that sometimes you don't you restrain them almost not at all, where you just right. kind of have your hand over them. They're sort of sitting up at the front, and somebody's drawing blood from a back leg, which seems like a lot of people will be like, whoa, whoa, what are we going to do? You know what? They actually tolerate that remarkably well. Now, not every cat, right? right? Not, you know, they're all a little bit different, but, um, and I'm not, I'm certainly not saying that you never have to scruff a cat, but it's pretty rare, I find, that I, that I have to scruff a cat. Um, and I'm, I'm also a big proponent of if you got to the point where you think you need to scruff the cat, it's time to use some chemical restraint. Um, <laughs> and my sentiments exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of times you can just do uh, an exam in their carrier. Yeah. You don't even need anybody to hold them. And yeah. I've done oh, that like, a million times. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Put your stethoscope on beforehand and just, yeah. you know, feel the, feel for the femoral pulse. Just do it all kind of slowly and gently and no sudden movements. You know, I, I'm the same way. If you come at me, come at my face with like sudden movements, I'm probably going to try to defend myself. You know, I'm going to react in some way, shape or form. Um, and so I, I think a lot of it does make logical sense, right? Like if you take an animal who really doesn't understand what's going on, um, you know, you think about it from the cat's perspective. Um, they just got, you know, picked up, put into a carrier, 
probably wasn't excited about that at the time. At least most clients don't report that. Yep. And then got in the car, come into a hospital, sit in a waiting room. There's a bunch of dogs. There's a bunch of smells. There's other cats. There's a lot of people. And then, you know, somebody opens the carrier, grabs you, rips you out of that, and then starts poking and prodding. Like, that sounds terrifying, <laughs> you know? Totally. That, that sounds like a sci-fi movie where you are you are losing. <laughs> you are, you are uh, yeah, being experimented on. And so I actually am frequently, like, remarked. Like, I'm just shocked at what they will allow us to do given those circumstances. Um, but just a little bit of gentleness seems like it goes a long way. It totally does. So you have a, a cat and you open the carrier cage and it immediately, you know, it's hissing and it's, it's baring its teeth at you. How do you approach that situation? Um, I grab my feel-away towel. Yeah. <laughs> if it's a carrier that you can take the top off, mm-hmm. that usually works good. Mm-hmm. It's the cats, a lot of them are just scared, and that's a warning. It doesn't mean that they are going to eat you. Yeah. It's just one way of protecting himself. Right. So I take the carrier off, and I just put the towel over them. Mm-hmm. And I don't really squeeze them hard. I just yeah. hold them enough for a physical to be done. Mm-hmm. If they're going to uh, lash out, or I kind of, it's just an inner feeling I have. I yeah. can't explain it. Well, it's years of observation, yeah. probably, if you're just seeing that body, you know, so there's probably subtle body language changes yeah. that, you know, you're picking up on that maybe, you the know, tense. the ears back or, you know, the eyes wide, uh, the tail flicking. Yeah, cats don't wag their tails. No. <laughs> <It's not laughs> they puff a, up that's and not get angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. but yeah, you can't just say, okay, I give up, you win. Right. Um, you got to try, you know, you yeah. try, mm-hmm. but if it's a cat that's, that I know, it's, it's more stress for everybody involved, mm-hmm. chemical strain. Yeah. That's the way to go. Yeah. And some cats, if it's a non-emergency and you send them home with gabapentin, mm, might yeah. draw the choice. Yeah. <laughs> so if it's a cat that you know gets super stressed in the hospital and like you said, either non-emergent or this was an appointment, something like right. that, you can say, you know what, let's plan ahead. And if it's something that the owner can give a medication at home, give it in a treat or something, you know, half an hour, hour before you come in, um, you know, some. I think that's a great opportunity um, to train clients to... Um, you know, we don't always, like you said, on emergency, we don't always have that luxury. Sometimes we got to do things now, but we have medications that we can give injectably. And I, I'm a huge proponent of sedating animals. I think it's kinder for them and for us. You know, if the animal is that stressed out, um, that they're lashing out and, you know, you're, you're now in danger. Um, the cat's now in danger. Uh, sedation's probably safer. I know people worry about, oh, but you know, I haven't been able to examine them. And it's like, yeah, that's probably still safer because stressing, I've seen plenty of animals, you know, get so stressed out from the restraint that we're, you know, providing for them um, that we maybe make things worse. So I agree. Yeah. See, cats have underlying heart disease and that's the worst thing you can do is put them into a panic mode. Yeah. And where they're, they can't breathe. So you have to somehow get them. So now it's in a, say it's an yep. emergency situation. You can't send them home or the owner's like, I can't give it oral medication. So we're going to need to do chemical restraint. Um, but the cat's just not letting you get near it. So what, how do you, how do you handle that? I just gently put my hand with a blanket over them on mm-hmm. their body mm-hmm. and you can do it by yourself too. Yep. If you're quick, you can't be afraid. You got to be quick and, and confident. You have your injection and give it in the apexial muscle yep. and close the carrier and away you go and 10 minutes later, you have a sleepy cat. Yeah, I actually find a lot of times when they're really worked up about that, they're more worried about just you being around 
or somebody coming at them than they are the injection. Like it's so funny sometimes and not always, but sometimes like I think they're going to freak out with the needle poke and then, you know, you poke them with the needle and they don't react at all. And you're like, really? After all that, all that buildup. And then, you know, sometimes with the injection, then they react. Um, But then you're out of there. You're done. Yeah. You know, so, you know, but I think you're right. I think there has to be a degree of confidence um, in that. And Easy, easier said than done, right? Um, so how would you recommend for somebody who says, I am scared of cats. Like I admit it, uh, they, they scare me. I've been around dogs my whole life or horses or cattle or whatever. And cats, I know they're smaller, but they scare the bejesus out of me. And I just, I don't know how to be around them. And so what would what advice would you give to someone in the profession that isn't really comfortable around cats to try to get there one day? I think it's practice. And to watch people that are confident and can do it and watch how they do it and then practice it with them. And not necessarily on a cat that's practiced right away. Just practice holding with a regular cat that has no no issue with being held or patted or put in many positions. Yeah, like ask your friends, you know, or maybe yeah. not in a clinic setting. Maybe if yeah. you don't have cats, go to a friend's house who does have cats and, you know, work on those things in, in their environment, right? Like that's what, that makes sense to me rather than... Setting, setting yourself up for failure by putting a cat in a stressful situation, keep the cat in a not so stressful environment and maybe practice some of these things or like you said, just observing them. Yeah. Um, you know, mm-hmm. watch what cats do and, and start to pick up on those, you know, they're all nonverbal cues um, right. for the yeah. most. Well, I guess sometimes they're verbal. Did you know, I think this is one of the coolest things I ever learned about cats. Um, it was, what was the, the documentary? It was uh, uh, The Lion in the Living Room, I think is maybe where they talked about it. Um, it was a pr- pretty cool documentary. If you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix, um, but it's pretty fun. But one of the things they talk about in that, that uh, documentary, and I've seen it in other places, is that when cats meow, that's for us. Yes, the I cats that. don't meow for each other. Like you said, they yeah. make other noises. They'll hiss. They'll growl. They'll yelp. yelp. They make all those. But the meow is for us. That's them communicating with people. And they have different meows for different things. And like one cat's meow isn't the same as the other cat's meow. So like you know, owners, pet owners, without realizing it, can recognize their own cat's meow. Yes. Um, they're like, oh, that sounds like you know, you know, my that sounds like my striped cat. You know, whatever. Oh, this is the gray cat. That's he sounds like this, and this means he wants food. Like we have actually cats have trained us to learn their language to some degree. Um, I just think that's one of the most fascinating things that when you have a cattery of hundreds of cats, they don't meow at each other. Um, they've observed this where when people aren't around, there isn't meowing. Again, there might be hissing or... or uh, uh, Get out know, of my space. Exactly, yeah. but they don't meow. I just think that's the coolest thing ever. I like do too. Cats have developed their own languages just for us. Um, so... Okay, so somebody is, um, you know, nervous around cats. They need to get around. Okay, what about somebody who is terrified of cats, right? And we've had a few students come through over the years where, I mean, I've seen students that are about having a panic attack, right? Like they are tearing up and they're like just the thought of holding or or restraining a cat is, is terrifying. So you got to get past that in this program, right? right? That's, that's not a thing. So, um, have you, have you run into that before? And, and, you know, what, how have you tried to, you know, help people overcome that? Um, just by having them learn the verb, um, the nonverbal cues that yeah. they give, watch their ears. So watch, don't even touch the cat. Don't touch the cat. Just right. watch a just bunch of cats. Just watch the cat. You see how they're reacting. Put your hand out. See if they sniff it. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, is the cat rolling around? Like that cat's not going to hurt you. Yeah. Like they're rubbing up against the cage. Yeah. Um, but if the cat is in the back of the corner and he's hissing and giving you that curly tongue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's listen, bad. Listen to him. I think that's the other thing too. Yeah. It's like um, the cat is trying to, to tell you how it's feeling. 
listen, you know, that I think that's like you said, the cat that's like up like the orange tabby I told you about that first job I ever had that was like prr, prr. he's like, just love me, love me. I'm like, yeah, that's the cat. Go introduce yourself to that cat. Right. You know, start there. Um, because they they are pretty honest, I think. You know, I think oh, cat, they are they're, they're gonna tell you. They're they're you know, they're not gonna quietly be like, Oh, I, I'm not comfortable with this and then lash out at you at the last second. Like they are going to broadcast how they're feeling in the moment. And it's one of the really nice things um, actually about cats, whereas I, I think dogs are more likely to um, to act like everything's okay and then all of a sudden be like, nope, it's not okay. Like no warning work. Cats, True. Cats kind of warm in and out of their feelings. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I've even visualized that in my neighborhood with yeah? uh, the uh, stray cats. I'm like, I see cats defending the territory. Yeah. I took two outside cats in. Uh, they're not indoor cats, but I take care of them. And another cat came into their territory, and mm-hmm. boy, did they let that cat know that they weren't welcome. Yeah, cats are kind of badass, <laughs> to be honest. Like, uh, did you ever see that video of the cat who like defended the the Baby. boy and the yes, yeah, yeah from the neighbor dog? Right, that's one of my favorite online videos. If you haven't seen that before, um, Google that one. But um, but because of that, you do have to have a healthy respect for cats, right? Because I assume you've been bitten and scratched over the years. Oh, yeah. You know, and, you know, we're, we're I have two, and we're both still here. Um, I mean, it, it sucks when it happens, but, um, you know, in, in our profession, sometimes you you have to push a cat beyond its comfort zone, and um, it doesn't always work out, but um, you learn from those opportunities, right? How, how could I have done that differently? How could I have done that better? Um, do you have do you have any like stories that you love to share about things that didn't oh, go well? Oh, no, totally. I've I've one particular one. Yeah, uh, it was when I was working at the cat hospital in Vermont, uh-huh. and of course um, we were training some new um, veterinary students because we did low cost neuter and spay, mm-hmm. and there were a very a lot of those cats were feral cats. They yeah. weren't easy to handle. And she's like, watch my head technician grab this cat out of the cage. I'm like, oh, this is going to go gonna bad. This is going to go great. Because oh, she yeah. said that. Yeah. She just set me up for failure. And the cat, sure enough, got away from me. Uh, was running around the hospital up Ugh. in the blinds. It was everywhere. Oh, yeah. Finally, um, we we have um, do did have plastic boxes for um, okay. yeah. uh, isolating them down. Yeah. yeah, not my favorite, but... The box, the box came in handy, and I put a box over it yeah. and slid the lid under it, and yeah. that was an easy fix. Yeah. But um, they do get away. Yeah, and you just you have to stay calm. You have to get creative. Yeah, um, it is creative. You know, close the doors you can yeah. close. Um, they're always going to find, you know, a hiding spot, right? Like they oh, yeah. instinctually, they're good at that. You're like, I didn't even know there was a spot there, and they found it. Um, Under the refrigerator. Yeah. So you hope, yeah, but at least <laughs> the refrigerator can be moved. You know, you hope that they, if they're going to get behind furniture, it's movable furniture, right? Um, well, yeah, I mean, if you do this long enough, you're going to, everybody's going to have their own stories and of, you know, times when things went well and things when they maybe didn't go so well. But, um, okay, so your big tips are, you know, feel away on a towel, right. use a towel, less is more, more when it comes to restraint. Don't be afraid to use chemical restraint right. if you need to. Um, and then, but, but the big thing that came up over and over today was just watch them, like observe cats, watch their different behaviors, you know, get more comfortable with them. It's going to take time, right? Like this isn't going to happen overnight. So if you're not somebody who's really comfortable, um, recognize that it's going to take time, but, um, you know, maybe find somebody who is more comfortable with cats to, you know, boost your confidence and try some of these things. Try not scruffing a cat the next time you're going to scruff a cat, maybe check yourself and say, 
maybe I can try it without. Maybe I can try not scruffing this cat and, and see how it goes if you feel safe to do so. Um, and if you don't, maybe ask somebody else for some help rather than just going right to scruff. I just every time I see a cat scruffed, I'm just like, oh, it hurts There's my soul. a better way. There's a better way. Um, so that's that's what I think, you know, maybe we want to leave leave people with. Yes, definitely. Um, yep. Less is more. Less is more. I like it. Well, thank you on behalf of all of our feline patients um, for, for caring extra about them and, and trying to get that out there. And thank you for coming on to the, the show and, and talking about some of the things you're passionate about. It's really, um, really great to have you here and I hope you'll come back. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. Thanks for listening to today's show. I'd like to thank Topher, my producer. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at Vet Journal Club. Our website is veterinaryjournalclub.fireside.fm. Email us with questions, comments, or show ideas at veterinaryjournalclub at gmail.com. And remember to check back weekly for new episodes, and we'll catch you next time.